We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brian. So, like we said, we don't want to talk about the speculation and the rumors and all that type of stuff until it actually is not a rumor anymore. And it's kind of been put out in the universe. And there's been a lot of chatter the last 24 hours about Riley Leonard, former Duke Blue Devil quarterback, who Notre Dame saw this year. And obviously, Notre Dame got a victory over him 21 to 17 in a thrilling game down in Durham. And he entered the transfer portal yesterday. Now, this is a player that we had an idea that Notre Dame would have some interest in if he would enter the the portal potentially. And it does appear that as we sit here today, Notre Dame is a team that is going to be pushing for Riley Leonard that's been put out in the universe now by several people. And uh, Notre Dame is obviously going to be involved in this one potentially with uh, Riley Leonard, former Duke Blue Devil. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves. 
and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. So, Ryan, let's first talk about why Notre Dame would look at Riley Leonard. And I want to look at it from two ways. Number one, I want to talk about the overall style fit because Riley Leonard's a pretty different player than Sam Hartman. And I, I think the first thing is, for me, we've we've now seen Notre Dame since Jared Parker was announced as OC. We've we've seen Notre Dame make because correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. You're you're my recruiting guy. When Jared Parker took over, it wasn't very long before it was clear that Deuce Knight was the one A, yeah, like top guy in the like, like, like like a week after he got offered, you're like, yeah. oh, that's probably their guy, yeah. Well, yeah. and then just the way they kind of went out. I mean, there was other guys they recruited because they didn't know they were going to get Deuce early on. You know, they went after some other quarterbacks, but it was very clear that Deuce was the guy very early after Jared Parker. I mean, by spring they were bringing him up here and they were like putting the full court press on him by by March by March. In April. And so Jared Park was hired in what, like February, like late January, February, right? So he was he was kind of that deal. Now, as soon as the portal opens, you, you Riley Leonard, as soon as Riley Leonard announces he's going to be in the portal or the rumors come out, it, it that's the Notre Dame, the guy that Notre Dame wants. So I think the first thing that this points to is we we are seeing now Jared Parker say this is the direction we want to go with the position and what does that mean number one when you look at the quarterbacks they're going after they both have the ability to be impact passers differently than Sam Hartman differently than Jack Cohn differently than some guys they've had in the past but can be big time producers in the pass game that's flat out something that Notre Dame wants to be they're not recruiting all these receivers to block I'll just tell you that right now uh, they they want quarterbacks that are a little bit more productive in the RPO game than I think they they thought they had this past year. And there were also some receiver concerns about doing more RPOs and winning at the line and some things like that that we can get into in another show. But they do want to be more RPO oriented. They do want to. We saw it late in the year. More moving the pocket, more boots, more sprint outs. They started doing those type of things. I said this some of the other day. The last two games is the most that's what Jared Parker's offense was supposed to look like that I saw all year from conversations I've had and what we saw in the spring and all that kind of stuff. Well, Deuce Knight to me, and I would argue CJ Carr fits into this mold as well because he's a mobile guy that can use his legs. He's he's not a guy that's going to go run for 700 yards, I don't think, in college, Ryan, but he's a guy that can run for 300, score five, six touchdowns, but you know, move around and, and throw off platform, throw on the run, scramble around, make plays. If you if you overrun the pocket, he can take off and hurt you. We've seen him do that in high, he had like an 80-yard touchdown run. 
as a junior, he was making people miss. So they are definitely looking for guys that that can do more. If when th- and Kenny Minchie's that Kenny's the l- least athlete of all of them, but Kenny's also a guy that can make plays off script. That's what they're looking for. Not just running when there's nobody there for thirty yards. It's it's more of wow, he made something out of nothing. Kind of like what Riley Dennard, Leonard did against Notre Dame with his legs. What he did against Clemson with his legs. A guy that can go out there and say, hey, when things break down, you've got to go do something with your arm and your legs. And that's clearly the transition that they're trying to make. That's the direction that Jared Parker wants to go. Because Jared Parker's not the guy that went out and pursued Sam Hartman. Tommy Reese was. I'm not saying Jared Parker wouldn't have gone after Sam. I have no idea. I'm not saying Jared Parker didn't clearly believe Sam was the best guy for this football team. He absolutely did of, of what he walked into. But now we're seeing, now that it's my offense, now that we're going to start transitioning into what I want to be, then you got to go get the players that fit that. And that's that's what Deuce Knight is. That's what CJ Carr is. Because when he got hired, Notre Dame could have easily said, hey, CJ, we love you, but yep. we want to go in a different direction. Yeah, Because it's a deep quarterback class, and there's a lot of guys uncommitted. But they 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 locked in on CJ because – they see CJ as being a different version of that, but a guy that can be a great RPO guy, a guy that can use his legs to extend plays. Again, he's not going to be a guy that's going to run as much as Deuce and Riley, but he's a guy that can do it. It's a different way, but it's still perfect for who they want to be as an offense. Yes. And and so that's the direction that they want to go. Yep. There's no doubt about it. And Riley Leonard, to me, fits that offense to a T, Ryan, of what we believe Notre Dame wants to be. And I like that they're going that direction, to be honest with you. Like, we can get into the semantics of if if Riley Leonard does come to Notre Dame, you know, what are the – obviously, we'll talk about, you know, what are the positives, what are the question marks, which every move has, right? But at the end of the day, I felt like this offense was hindered at times this year, in my opinion, because you didn't have a quarterback that had a get-out-of-jail-free card. And when I say that, and I, I dynamic ability to make something happen when things aren't there. When the interior offensive line had a struggling couple day, games. When the wide receivers maybe weren't being utilized or weren't creating enough separation in a couple other games. You were hamstrung at the quarterback position at times. If everything was going really good around Sam Hartman this year, he was really good, in my opinion. When things were going well, everything was good. You're good. You can make it happen. But Sam is not the type of player, in my opinion, that was going to make something out of nothing. And that's what Riley Leonard brings to the table. That's what Deuce Knight brings to the table. It doesn't have to be perfect to make a play. It doesn't have to be perfect. So I actually like it. I think it's actually a, a push towards, because Brian, we've talked about this before, right? Under Tommy Reese, it was about getting to the perfect play. And we thought that we thought that Jared Parker would be much more of, we don't have to be in the perfect play. We could still make the play, right? And that push, I believe, is a great indication that that is the style that Jared Parker wants to go to because you don't need to call the perfect play for Riley Leonard all the time. You don't need to call the perfect play for Deuce Knight all the time. You don't need to. Even C.J. Carr, you don't need to call the perfect play for those guys because they can make something when things aren't there. They can make the wrong right at times. I think these guys are problem solvers at the quarterback positions. They can solve problems of a bad play call, a bad defensive look, and yet you take advantage of it. So I like the move t- towards that, towards that. Now, 
we'll get into and, it. And it's more than just like your point. It's more than just yeah. Riley Leonard. Guys, this isn't speculation of, well, Riley Leonard is the best quarterback in the portal, so Notre Dame's just going to get the best quarterback in the portal. This isn't about that. This is about there's a reason he is the guy that they're targeting. Because, like you said, Ryan, and it's also a guy that 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 has he's also not a guy, he's all but he's also a guy, and Deuce can be Duke's gonna Deuce is gonna need more work, but Deuce can also be a guy. But they also want a guy, Ryan, that can sit in the pocket when it is clean and beat you with his arm. When the when the, the when the right play is called, can read it out, get the ball, make the right decision, get the ball out on time, make all the throws you need him to make. I think one of the most most misguided announcements that I or, or, or evaluations I've seen of, of Riley Leonard is he doesn't have great arm talent. And, and his arm's not very strong. And what I would say is not really because he does not have Deuce Knight's arm power. He doesn't. Never said he did. He doesn't have Trevor Lawrence's big arm or DJ Uyunglele. Doesn't have that. But, Ryan, you showed a clip yesterday that I think was from 2022 or was it against Northwestern this year? But you showed a clip the other day where Riley Leonard throws a field, 15-yard field out sidearmed. Right, like guys, there aren't a lot of tougher throws than that. We talked about this going. If you if you want to remember, like if you want to get our thoughts on Riley Leonard, that's no spin. That you because you may think we're just spinning his coming to name. That's fa- that's fair. I mean, I can understand why people think that. Go watch the shows we did leading up to the Notre Dame Duke game. Go listen to when we talked about Duke this off season, and you'll you'll because we we at the time I had no idea that Riley Leonard was going to be thinking about coming to Notre Dame. Or I thought we thought. I mean, going into the Notre Dame game, your your thought process with Ryan is if he keeps playing like this, oh, he's going to go pick. pro. Yeah, he's going to be first round pick. I mean, that's yeah. what all the rumblings was. He was going to go pro. Yeah, and yeah. so we praised the, his ability to make plays with his arm, but we also talked about look, guys, they just don't have stretch the field receivers. They have they have small scat, you know, kind of work the middle. That wow, he didn't he didn't he didn't run it. He didn't didn't run it down the field or didn't throw it down the field. I get that. That's a fair criticism. He has not thrown a ton of balls down the field. I've seen him do it. That's more of a product of the system and the players around him than it is his skill set. I think he's got really good arm talent. Does he have a cannon for an arm? No, but there's a lot of re- neither to Joe Burrow. Yeah, right. And so his his thing is he can he can make all the throws. I think you need him to make. That's the reality. Yes. And and something the chat mentioned this too, Ryan. The transition into what Jared Parker wants to run will be a lot smoother for Riley Leonard technically read wise all those type of things than what Sam Hartman had to do coming to Notre Dame because that was that was one of my big concerns about Sam Hartman was he's got to make a complete technical transition into the Notre Dame offense Riley Leonard doesn't he's gonna have to run different plays and make different reads but as far as the technique the drops the reads and all those type of things you're gonna have that and for all those people that that want more play action you're a fool if you don't run a bunch of play action with Riley Leonard I mean, you just are. And you're going to have a lot more three-way play action with Sam, yeah. with, with Riley Leonard as well, Ryan, where you're going to have things where like him him reading, it's going to be reading, throwing, or running yes. with yeah. him on play action. Then on top of the RPOs and type of things. So good luck having being a defense that's going to crash the backside like we saw all the – how many times we see teams just blitz backside of Notre Dame's run game just constantly? You can't you can't do that with Riley Leonard. And here's another yeah, thing. Yeah, you want to know another reason why? And this is not yeah. a shot on Sam Hartman. 
do I think Sam, do I think Riley Leonard could have had a similar passing game against Ohio State that Sam Hartman had, which is good, but not great? Yeah, I could see that. But here's what I can promise you. If six foot four, 220 plus pound Riley Leonard is your starting quarterback against Ohio State, you do not go 0 2 on fourth and one. I can promise you that. You don't. And you know why the last drive goes better too? Because in that situation, you have a quarterback who's ball, who, who you're going to put the ball in his hands. Right. That's the difference. Yep. And and so that you want to know why I think this team can be different? It's that. Now, can Riley Leonard get into, you know, drop back, throw it 50 times, shootouts, 400 some yards? I don't know that that's necessarily what you want him to be. Maybe he can be that, Ryan. We saw him do that in the ACC last year, but doing that to Wake Forest or North Carolina is not the same as doing that to Georgia. Sure. I don't have those answers. Right. But you're not bringing him here bringing him in here to do that. You're you're anticipating his ability to protect your run game with his ability to run and throw is going to bring you some dynamic things that you don't necessarily need from a guy that could drop back and throw the football all day. Yeah. And that's well, a unique thing too. People have said, Ryan, well, yep. he didn't do great against Notre Dame or Clemson. And they just look at his passing numbers. I'm like, but what you, go look at go look at the whole game. His legs completely changed the dynamic of the Clemson game. His legs completely changed the dynamic of the Notre Dame game. So even when his receivers were overmatched by two of the best secondaries in college football, Riley Leonard said, okay, I got to go make a play, and I'm yes. going to go make one. Well, well, the game, the Notre Dame game could have gotten out of hand pretty quickly against it because Notre Dame was up early, and they were looking pretty good, and then – you hit a little bit of a, especially into the third quarter where it was like Riley started making some plays, you know, both with his arm, but more importantly with his legs. And I, I think that people are really going to hyper focus on the last couple games he plays. Guys, the kid should not have been playing. Like he just shouldn't have been playing. It wasn't just a toe. It wasn't just an ankle. Like he had a few things that were going on with him where he just should not have been playing. I give him credit because the kid's a warrior, a warrior. He wanted to be there for his team. Great. Awesome. All I'll say, because I've heard the Kenny throw thing, I'm like, guys, go watch what he did in 2022 as a thrower. He looked pretty dang good that season, right? Like, yes, he can throw. Yes, when he's healthy, he's a dynamic dual-threat quarterback. The questions are going to be, what does he look like coming back from the injury, which I completely understand. I get that standpoint. I do, 100%. All I'll say, though, is that I would hope if Notre Dame is making a strong push for him, that they're comfortable with where the injury is, right? I, I would hope that they are very comfortable because that's a part of this evaluation process. You are getting the medicals checked. You are asking all those questions of how rehab is going and how healthy are you and what the timetables are and all that great stuff, right? So right. if Notre Dame's making a push, that is a part of the conversation. That is a part of the conversation. And it has to be and it is going to be. And if he's healthy... I'm just I'm very excited about the potential of bringing Riley Leonard to South Bend, even though, again, it's not a foregone conclusion. A team like Auburn, I reported this on the board. You should have read it earlier if you didn't at boardsideirishbreakdown.com. But Auburn is making a strong pitch at Riley Leonard, right? Notre Dame, I would say, though, is the clear front runner right now for Riley Leonard as of today. But ultimately, if you get a healthy Riley Leonard, you are adding a very talented quarterback to the board or quarterback to the room, excuse me. And I'm in the business of adding really talented players yeah. to teams. I'm, that's my business, right? That's my business. And, and, if, I'm happy with it. and if Kenny Minchie or Steve Angeli or CJ Carr are good enough to lead you to a national championship in 2024, then they'll beat them out. That's the reality.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. But now, here's the one fair criticism that I do think is out there. That is, with the turf toe, will he be able to be the athlete that he was before? And my answer is, in the middle of one season, no. With an off season to get healthy, I believe he will. There's a concern also that will the those injuries and his desire to play in the NFL limit how much he wants to run. Potentially, he has to work through that. But I don't believe Notre Dame is going to ask him to run the amount of what Duke did. I, I don't believe Notre Dame is going to ask him to run where he's getting 699 yards and 13 touchdowns like he did in 2022. Would you say that's fair, Ryan? Like, I mean, I could see three, 400 yards in, in a red zone guy and a guy that you're using as a runner to keep teams honest as opposed to making him the bulk of the run game. And and so what I mean by that is this. At Duke, in order to beat Clemson, Riley Leonard needed to do what he did running the football. And and in that game, you know, he 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 ran for 98 yards, you needed all 98 of them. Against against uh, Notre Dame, he carried the ball 18 times, by what 3 4 sacks. You know, he carried the ball 10 plus times. You needed him to do every single one of those. You needed him to be that kind of volume playmaker. When you got into a shootout with North Carolina last year, you needed him to get every 14 of his carries for 130 yards against BC, 13 carries for 96 yards. You know, bowl game win over UCF, 10 carries for 63 yards. You know, you needed him to be that guy, 10 carries for 54 yards against Kansas. Notre Dame won't need Riley Leonard to do that. And if there are games he is carrying it 10 times, I will guarantee you half of them are just scrambles where he's 
going, you know, right. they're dropping and he's running for 10, 12 and sliding. In, in, in an ugly game against Duke where it's like, you know, things just aren't going well here, right? right. Like you have to extend a little bit against Clemson right. where we saw Sam Hartman take off a couple of times. It's like right. that probably gets elevated there. And Brian, I, I would just I would just say it like this. Duke needed Riley Leonard to be Superman, right? Yes. And it fizzled at the end because Superman had injury, <laughs> right? Like he had injury. And I also would just like, yeah. yeah. And I would also like to say this, the injury thing is a, is a very understandable concern, especially with a toe injury. And I, I get that. Right. But I would also like to say to people that are just like, you know, he's damaged goods and everything. Cause I've seen that already out there in the universe. Someone tried comparing it to Tyler Buckner. I'm like, Tyler Buckner had several years of devastating injury. Right. Yes. Riley Leonard. This is the first time he's been injured. He wasn't injured in high school. He wasn't injured as a freshman. He wasn't injured as a sophomore, a junior year of injuries. Sure. That doesn't make someone injury prone. But one one injury was just a freaky roll your ankle. And then that, the overcompensating for that injury led to the other, the the toe. I promise you, I know how this works. I've, I've been a quarterback dealing with a bad ankle. And it leads to other problems. It's just the nature of it because no matter how much you try, you're 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 just going to move different when one part of your body is injured. And to your point, he shouldn't have played in those games. And and that's we said at the time of the Florida State game, like kudos to Mike Elko that once he got hurt again, you you watch him. Riley Leonard's following Mike Elko up and down the sideline, begging him to put him back in the game. And Mike Elko's like, no, no. Mike Elko knew that might cost him that football game. He knew it. Yeah. But El- that's the kind of- Elko had to save him from he himself. Did. And that's like what really grownups did. are supposed yeah. to do. And props to Mike Elko for doing that. And I, yeah. I, I just wish they wouldn't have thrown him back out there the next week, but the doctors cleared him. And and so you're the head coach and the doctors tell you the guy can play. You got him play. And, but and let, let's be honest, Brian. Duke was a good football team, right? Dwayne Carter's a really good player. Jimmy on Franklin was a solid player. They had good corners, they had yeah. a good left tackle in Grand Barton. But without Riley Leonard. They are not sitting with the record that they had going into the Notre Dame game. Like they don't beat Clemson without Riley Leonard. Like that was just not going to happen. It just wasn't. So, yes, he had to be Superman for Clemson. He got hurt. He was his own worst enemy, kind of trying to fight through those injuries. And Mike Elko had to say, Riley, I love you, man. You're a warrior, but like just go sit down. You've, yeah. you've done your do it. You've done your duty, right? So, yeah, man. I, yeah. yeah. He he just needs a chill pill a little bit. So, right. Yeah. So, so I, I do think it's important to kind of point to that when when you have Jadarian Price and and Jeremiah Love. Now he had good backs at Duke, but they were kind of big backs that he had to yeah, be the Jordan the Waters, who's like right. two fifteen downhill. Right, Riley had to be the the playmaker runner. Jordan Waters yeah. was more of a you know, I mean, he was a good runner. I mean, he was really good against Clemson as well. But he was more of a downhill inside zone. I'm gonna well, and know. he br- he broke that last long run. Why did he break that? Because they were so worried about Riley Leonard's right. di- ability to pull that football. They were so game? worried, and then Clemson it was just or Notre Dame, gosh. Clemson. Well, Clemson, <laughs> yeah. but also Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, because I believe he had a big run against Notre Dame too, and it was a very similar thing. You had yep. you had your outside linebacker worried about the quarterback, and so it allowed him to to make that run. But so to me at Notre Dame, I don't I don't believe he has to be that. He can be more of a, you know, I I could see a lot of his yards coming more out of the pass game runs, and then you're using him more as a, you know, like I said, keep teams honest. Like we're going to run read zone because some of the stuff that you can do with him too, Ryan, is you can have him keep it, get around the edge, run for eight nine yards, and then step out to go down, and then there, but there's going to be time and a place where it's fourth and one, you know, 
night game against top five Ohio State, and you've got to put your shoulder down. And first of all, you're going to have the speed to get to the sticks faster. And number two, you're going to have the body type to put your shoulder down and run a guy over at the sticks. And Riley Leonard has an ability to do that. And your play calling yeah. changes too in those short yarded situations. Oh, without question. Yeah. There's there's no doubt. And and it just and as and, a defense, Ryan, just talk yeah. about the threat. I mean, when you're in those short yard situations, goal line situations, yeah. the threat that like how you have to hand how you have to game plan and call defense is when you have that kind of quarterback that can really hurt you sure. keeping the ball. Well, and I was gonna say real quick, just to add to the offensive side of the football, is that having that type of dual threat quarterback, as long as he's healthy. Also, ta- also helps everyone be better, you know, like offensive line wise, you're better because you have to, you ha- as a defense, you have to account a little bit more. Maybe it's a little bit of a mush rush, a secondary wise or just coverage wise. Maybe you have to leave a guy in to be a spy on Riley Leonard. So that takes one guy out of his coverage responsibility. So I just think it, if, if in theory, it helps the entire offense defensively. It sucks, man. Like it sucks. Like why do people run the RPO uh, RPO stuff so much? It's because you're trying to make defenders wrong, right? Well, in if you're running an R, uh, RPO now with a Riley Letter, let's say if he does choose Notre Dame, it's like, dang, I, I don't just have. It's not just two options anymore, right? Of like pull or throw. It's pull, run or throw. And as a, I'm thinking of it like a being a a a. A, a, a guy that is kind of a hybrid Sam linebacker, kind of a, an apex player kind of split out in, into the slot. It's like, do I collapse down on the run? Do I stay into my pass coverage responsibility? Do I come up and take on Riley Leonard as a runner? Like you are just in such a, 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 a bad situation. Like there's just no right answer at that point. Riley Leonard and the dual threat aspects, just in general, Deuce Knight could be included in this one as well. And CJ Carr to a degree, they're they make defenders wrong. That's the biggest thing that they can do. The run pass option makes guys wrong. It makes them declare and then you make them wrong. Making defenders wrong is what I think that Riley Leonard can do, what I know Deuce Knight can do, and what I think that CJ Carr could also do in this offense potentially. Here's here's one more thing to consider about why. Because here's my we're we're talking about Riley Leonard and what we like about Riley Leonard and and I've been back and forth on the portal overall, Ryan, when it comes to quarterback. I've said all along, they need to go to the portal no matter what because you need a fourth quarterback. Because if you know, you can't guarantee that all the three kids that are in the competition, that that not one of them might not transfer out if he doesn't win the competition. Or what if somebody gets – I mean, I, I'm a big believer you need four to five scholarship quarterbacks or four to five at least scholarship caliber quarterbacks uh, to, to really make it through a season, not just to have the depth of play, but you also need to be able to have a – a player. I mean, we Notre Dame's coaches talked about how important it was to have Kenny Minchie down there running scout team all week when they're getting ready to play Caleb Williams. Well, if you're down to two scholarship quarterbacks, who's doing that? You're, you're, you don't have that. So there's just a lot of reasons why it was important to get another quarterback. But I've been back and forth on what kind of quarterback uh, did did Notre Dame really need. And I've been adamant. I really want to see Notre Dame start to develop their quarterbacks. I really want to see the sure. kind of guys they're going to they're, they're, they're going to have. But I also said, but if there's a dude out there that can can move the needle and maybe make you a title contender or at yep. least a playoff contender, where when I say playoff moving forward, it's not going to just be get in part of the twelve. It's going to be get in and win at least a game. Right? I believe that you needed that kind of guy. I've also said I don't think there's a lot of guys out there in the portal like that, Ryan. They're just not going to be. Yeah. 
Riley Leonard is. And if, if not for the injuries, this would have been a much more of a no brainer for me. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sympathetic to some of the people that have, that have the concerns over the foot injuries. I, I, because sometimes turf toe can linger. That's a very fair concern. But at the end of the day, if Riley Leonard's not as good as he was pre-injury, then he's going to get beat out. Sure. I mean, that's the reality too. But I just, I don't think it's going to be a longer term issue for me. Right. Especially since the thing too is Duke, once he had the turf toe, Duke sat him. Where Notre Dame played Jimmy Clausen on that all year. And it just got to the point where there was irreparable harm done to Jimmy. With bot physically that he was just an unathletic guy got even more unathletic and it was he was just never going to be the same that's just the reality of it duke made the smart decision to say we can't play this kid anymore because this is going to get worse and worse and worse and it could be create even greater problems which i respect duke for very I respect much so him for making that decision yeah very much again, so. like sometimes athletes especially younger ones they think they're invincible right mm-hmm. like you think that you 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 can't be broken and you need guys that are able to pull those reins back and say like, nah, man, like you, you need to understand limitations sometimes. And so I was happy that Duke did that. Brian, I've always like, this has always kind of been my vantage point with the portal situation. I've always been for taking a quarterback and I've always been for taking the best one possible because I, because I think we see one thing very similarly in the sense of Notre Dame needs to develop their quarterback position much better. There's no doubt. CJ, Kenny Minchie are still the future of the Notre Dame program and Deuce Knight when he gets here. They're still the future of the Notre Dame program. But you're going into next season with a total of 27 passes on the roster. I have no idea. Most done by a guy that you're kind of hoping isn't your starter. Exactly. Yeah, I think Honestly, 25 of those has been yeah. by, by um, two passes. Yes. Yeah, Kenny threw two passes against Tennessee State, right? I just – this is the situation you're in. I think Kenny Minchie could be really good, but you have no idea if that's true. You have no idea. You think he can be, but you have no idea. CJ Carr, same thing. I think he could be really good, but I have no proof of that. I have zero. I do have proof, though, and if Notre Dame's able to get a Riley Leonard, for instance, that when healthy, he is a really good player. I have that proof. It's there. And it's not just the the floor aspect of that conversation because then people will say, like, okay, but, like, you know, maybe CJ could be better and and – and that conversation's fine, right? Like we can have that conversation, but I think the enticing thing about Riley Leonard specifically is you have the floor of understanding if he's healthy, he could be good. You've seen it. You've seen it with your own eyes. He can but be really good. You had a game I, plan for it for an entire week and it was not easy. But the crazy part is, is that I would argue that we haven't seen the best of Riley Leonard yet. So I think that you're bringing the baseline of knowing that that kid is really good when healthy, but also I think that he would have taken a massive step forward if he didn't have those injuries. I think he would have been a whole lot better because we're talking about a kid that was just a one-year starter coming into this season. Just a one-year starter. I think that we haven't seen the best of Riley Leonard. He's still a young guy. I think he's still only 21 years old. I think he's going to get more more physically developed, obviously, in the offseason. I think that his game, as long as healthy, could be a much higher level. So I think he brings a floor and ceiling to this conversation that is interesting. Compared to Sam Hartman last year, this was always my opinion on Sam Hartman. I think Sam Hartman brings a much higher floor than what you have in the quarterback position right now. You don't really know what you have with Tyler Buckner, with Steve Angeli, with Kenny Minchie as a freshman. But you knew that Sam Hartman at least was very good on film. But you knew that he didn't have a massive upside, though. Sam Hartman was going to be what he was going to be at Wake Forest, just in a different system, right? For a Riley Leonard, 
I have no idea how good that kid can be as far as the upside, the ceiling, because he has, and I know people hate when I say this, but he has physical traits that not a lot of guys have. You can't teach being six three and a half, six foot four, two hundred fifteen yeah. plus pounds, probably running high four five, four six flat somewhere in that ballpark, and having plus arm strength. You can't teach that skill set. So the combination of he's played football, he's a known commodity when healthy. Compare also on top of that, I still think that he has a massive ceiling to get even better. That would be a decision that I would be willing to take for me. Where I'm coming from, Ryan, is is I agree with with I'm I'm on board with this move. I am because I do think he is that. And and, and look, we could be proven wrong. I do believe he's that kind of player. And I'll get into some specific examples of why I think he's that kind of player that that we can get into about just how the Notre Dame game played out this season. But here's where really what it kind of boils down to for me, Ryan, is Notre Dame's staff truly believes that they have a chance to to be a a contender for something big in 2024. But here's one of the big concerns that they have about their team next year is in a lot of positions, Ryan, they are going young. And they're willing to take that chance of going young. But here's the deal. You are you, you got to ask yourself, are you putting your football team in, in the best position to, to be the best you can be? Are you putting Kenny Minchie or Steve Angeli into a good situation next season where you say, boy, there's a lot of town around them, but they're all young. You're going to have a young receiving core next year. You're going to have a young running back core next year. If Blake Fisher goes pro, you're going to have a very young offensive line next year, right? This is the kind of move also that if Riley's as good as we hope he can be, because it's always an unknown. We You never truly know how a guy is going to transition from one offense to another. You never truly know. There's always some risk involved. Just like I don't know how C.J. Carr is going to transition from what he did in high school to Notre Dame and induce night. There's always that, that question, okay? But what you're getting, however, is a proven guy that has the mobility to say, hey, if the offensive line needs a month to get going, he can he can kind of put it on his shoulders a little bit in ways that Jack Cohn couldn't. Because, right. like, you know, I'm very high on Jack Cohn. And I've said if Jack Cohn could have played on the 2022 team, I don't think they lose to anybody maybe one game. Because Jack Cohn was going to sit back in the pocket and pick you apart if he had time. And when Jack, when the offensive line was really struggling, Jack Cohn was a lot less effective. And that's just the nature of a guy who wasn't overly mobile. But when they gave him yeah. time, shredded Florida State, shredded North Carolina, shredded Oklahoma State. You know, he looked great at times in 2021. But with Riley Leonard, if you're in the same boat, he has the playmaking ability to where if the offensive line's not playing as good in September, he can say, I can go make this play. You also have the running backs to do that, but when you give those guys a quarterback that takes some of the pressure off of them, it's yeah. going to take it's going to help that a lot. That that's another reason why I believe that Notre Dame is is looking in this direction. Again, they got to close, yeah. right? They got to close on him, but there's just a lot of different reasons of things that we've got to consider. Like, do you really want to throw Kenny Minchie? And I know somebody said a Steve Angeli out. I mean, look, Steve Angeli may win the starting quarterback job next year. I just I just don't see what others see in him. I just don't. I would love it if Steve proves me wrong, but I'm just just being honest. It's not personal. I think he's an awesome kid. It's just I don't see the skills that other people see in him. But even if it's Steve Angeli, 
the story doesn't change. You're going to ask those young kids with almost no experience to go into a situation where you're going to have a very young team around them, a very different-looking, younger offensive line around them and say, handle that pressure. Riley Leonard's already done that at Duke. This year's offensive line was pretty good, but it took time to get there, Ryan. There was times where he had to kind of put the offense on his back in 2022, where the offensive line wasn't quite as – I mean, Grant Barton was a stud, but the rest of the offensive line needed some time to kind of come around. He didn't have big-time playmakers and those type of things. So those are just all things that you look at and say, you know, you you just needed – you know, you just needed some situations to where – you could kind of go develop those type of things. So yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that for me, I mean, you're, you're sorry. We just got thrown a little little loop there. That was a little bit weird. Um, But yeah, I I think, I think Brian, I, I think we're on the same page in a lot of instances. There is a situation here when you're Notre Dame that I think you need to take a little bit of a risk at some point at the quarterback position. I know some people are going to point at Sam Hartman, but I think that you really have the ability to, I I called it a get-out-of-jail-free card earlier, but I would put it like this, is that with a younger team potentially in 2023, or 2024, excuse me, an offensive line that is going to be a little bit young in certain spots, you know, you're anticipating losing Joe Walt, you're still going to have Ashton Craig as a, first-time starter outside of a couple of spot starts here to end the season, you're still in a situation where Notre Dame is going to be young in certain spots. You're going to have sophomore running backs. You're going to have sophomore wide receivers. You're going to have a freshman wide receivers. Notre Dame's going to have to have a quarterback, I believe, that can make those better and can make them re- make more out of what you're able to make more out of what potentially they their production level can be at that moment, if that makes sense, right? Like Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams, Cam Williams as a freshman is not going to be as good as Cam Williams as a junior, right? I mean, common sense. Jane Greathouse as a sophomore is not going to be quite as good as Jane Greathouse as a junior or a senior. So with that in mind, I think that Notre Dame having a quarterback that could potentially make everyone around them better is a big plus potentially in this conversation. 